Welcome back to our two of Shop Girls on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. I'm Harmony Kaplan here today with Grant Whitaker. Allie will be back next week. And we've got a lot going on this hour, too. A um, little bit later on, we are going to talk to uh, two people, Kate Iverson and Mike Bishop, who curate art Absolutely. events and exhibits. And they're doing a fun event at Rosedale. That sounds uh, exciting. In connection with Easter. So we will talk to them a little bit later on. Um, this is the time when we take your questions. And if you have questions and would like to call us, please feel free. Or if you have a fashion question for me, feel free to give me a call and we'll fill you in. Absolutely. 651-641-1071. Uh, or if you want to go to our email uh, at mytalk1071.com, the Shop Girls page, Twitter at Ally Shops and at Harmony Kaplan. Um, there were... I have to keep turning to see if there's questions. You'll let me know, Hope, if anybody calls in. Yes, I will. Um, there was one question this that came in this week asking this woman was uh, looking for a place in Edina to get her nails done. She used to go to Alamode, and she didn't know, you know, if there was some other place to go. And Allie had suggested, and actually I would too, uh, there's a new place called Haven. Oh. And it's right on um, France Avenue. Across from anthropology, it's where three rooms, no, not three rooms, excuse me, where room number three yeah, used okay. to be Yes, um, near the wine bar yeah, and absolutely. all in that area. And it's a very, my hood. yeah, very eco-friendly <laughs> and they actually do a waterless pedicure because of they have found polish stays on better and they've got you know kind of a new way of doing things prices were are very comparable to a la mode so that's a good place to go um if you have questions feel free to call while we are waiting though i i mean i came across this survey that i absolutely love um it's piper jaffrey does this actually uh twice a year and they've been doing this since 2001 they take a survey among teens and they gather input uh, of thousands of teens. Their average age is 16.3 years. And they I love have, the point. Three. I do, too. I wonder who he is. <laughs> um, and they have surveyed over 170,000 teens collectively. Uh, they've collected over 44 million data points of teen spending. Since they've been doing this. Sounds very techy and, like you. Uh, yes. Well, that's why I was so interested in it. <laughs> but there are so many things that came out of this. And, and you can chime in on, on some of them or what you think. Half of all the teens rank Amazon as their preferred shopping website. And that has gone up from 44% from last spring. Well, it's so interesting. Are you surprised at that? I'm not surprised at that. I mean, it's it's a very trendy thing to do. I think it's probably it's a very easy, easy service. Yeah. You know, and it's something, of course, now every day, every, you know, I was watching a number of teens yesterday. Everyone's on their phone at all times. Oh, at all times. Even when they're together, yes. they're still on their phones. Yeah. Um, they one of the things that's, that's interesting to mention or a couple things before we actually talk about some of those. It, first of all, anybody who doesn't realize Gen Z are those born between 1997 and 2012. And they are considered the most racially and ethnically diverse group in American history. That's nice to hear. Yeah, it is. Um, their spending power is 
great. Uh, those aged 13 to 19 account for more than, ready? Yes. $75 billion in spending power at the end of last year. Of their parents' money. Well, I would <laughs> guess, no, no, but I would guess that's true about some of them, and I would guess Partly. some of them are, working. you know, working, yes. hopefully. Um, anyway, okay, so among the other things, 38% say Netflix is their most watched net daily TV watching and followed by YouTube. I didn't find that surprising. Did you? No, I mean, it, again, I mean, it, some of this is very trend based. You know, I think when you are a teen, I think you're looking for those trends. You're looking for what's cool and everybody's doing it. So yep. you're doing it. Absolutely. Um, the I, This wasn't surprising to me either. Among males, food is the number one priority in terms of what they oh, spend I saw that money as on. A, yes, right and, away. I and, saw that. And Chick-fil-A is their number one restaurant. Yes. Okay. I, I've never been in one. Have, have you? you not? No. Oh, they have like really good Are chicken really, you know, Yes, I, they okay, do. Maybe I got to try that. And with girls, food is two. Obviously, clothing Being was number first. One. Um, and makeup, yeah. I'm sure. Footwear is gaining in wallet share for female teenagers, but fashion accessories are at a new low. I was a little surprised at that. But don't you think about that? I mean, don't you want your basics before you get your accessories? Yeah, but I guess I would think that maybe because accessories are going to be a little less expensive. Maybe but there's they also would... such an overabundance of them. Right. Okay, you're right. Um, video games is one of the most notable share gainers in the survey at 14% of teen males spending versus 11% multi-year average. What does that mean? I don't know. Anyway, they're playing more video games. Yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise me either. They well, started a lot I think younger. That's a, yeah, you were a teen, you know. Wow, really? I'm sure you like those at games. sometime. <laughs> Back in the I sure did. age. Yes, okay. I was too busy playing paper dolls. Were you really? Oh, I love paper dolls. Oh, I love video color. games. Oh, I really? always thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Not me. My yeah. mom would yell, get outside. <laughs> so you took your video game out with you. <laughs> okay. So, and among athletic brands uh, that dominate with teens, it's Nikes and Vans that are the top two. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And and Lululemon hit an all-time survey high. Oh. They love that, too. Um, in street, streetwear, that's not easy to say, streetwear brand <laughs> I'm Supreme. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> streetwear, and no, I didn't even know this brand, Supreme. Do you know that brand? That sounds like a pizza. Maybe it is. <laughs> um, that fades. It's an off-white and European luxury brands gained. And the preppy brands, Polo, Berry and Vineyard Vines have lost shares hmm. of the market. But they're also a little bit more expensive, yeah. those lines. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And Tarte is the number one cosmetic brand that, that they like. Neutrogena is the number one skincare brand. And 80% of teens say they get their beauty tips from influencers. And Not that, always the best case. No, but it doesn't shock me. I no, mean, it doesn't shock me. But sometimes, you know, it's fine if they're recommending a product, but sometimes those makeup demonstrations. Oof. Oh, yeah. Not the best way to go. No, no. But I but it's just amazing. It's I mean, a lot that's, of makeup. <laughs> Ooh. Well, the stores like it. They sell a lot. Yeah. Um, 80. I actually thought this might have been more, but 83 percent of teens own an iPhone. Um, whereas 86 percent expect an iPhone to be their next one. And their favorite social platform is Snapchat, but Instagram is the one that's used more. 
Hmm. Which, you know, I mean, they use that more, even though they say they like Snapchat better. And Facebook really flattens out with them. They That's not where they're going. Well, I think nowadays, too, you can go to Instagram and everything just transfers over to Facebook. So yeah, why do both? All, yeah. No, it, that's true. It's and sometimes people have too many opinions on Facebook. Oh, do you think? Yeah, just a little bit. Anyway, I think it's a really interesting survey. And obviously, you know, they've been doing this a long time and, and know what they're doing. And it gives us kind of a a real insight into what teens are liking and, and doing right Um, in another group, which is far more sophisticated and older (laughs) who like Anna Wintour and the Met Gala. There was a little news about that this week. Um, the, the gala is May 6th and they televise that now, or at least the red carpet part of it. Yeah. The last only that you, there's yeah. really no cameras inside unless they're just photographs. Right. But, but of course the red carpet is televised. Yeah. Yes. And, it, and it is fun to see. And, uh, she, I thought this was really nice. She entered, she revealed the host committee. Mm-hmm. So I figured, okay, it's what, you know, 10 people. No, it's 183 people on the host committee. Basically, it's everybody who comes. You can be a host. Um, But among the people are Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence and her fiancé, Alex Rodriguez, um, Chadwick Boseman, Lupita Nyong'o, Priyanka Chopra. Jonas, you guess, Basically, they forgot this to put committee that. just means you get a free ticket. Yeah, I mean, it, it just does. seems to me it's like everybody. It's like come work on a real but, gala. Yeah, for yeah a nonprofit. right, That's exactly. A it's a little different, but it's interesting because there are some familiar names they say that are going to be missing this year, according to Women's Wear Daily. Um, they said that Ralph Lauren, Dior, and Calvin Klein have opted out of spending big on entire tables. If you want a table of ten, you can pay. Two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand dollars. So I think you'll be buying that table today. Oh, I've done it already. Don't be <laughs> silly. And if you're just getting an individual ticket, that will only set you back thirty five thousand. So you know, I guess I can understand why maybe some of them are opting out. But it is funny too. I I love the theme this year is camp. Well, I have and, to say, as a fashion person, I love seeing all the images that come out of it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, obviously they raise a lot of money, but there's a lot of hoopla around it yes. as well. Yeah. But I, I think the idea of camp being the theme is just, you know, meaning, you know, everything just being exaggerated and yeah. and just having fun with fashion is kind of a good way but to you're go a fa- to it. But if you're a fashion brand, you're paying to be a part of it. Absolutely. You know, it's almost absolutely. like a little fashion show yeah. for you. Yep. But anyway, so that's what's happening at the Met Gala. We'll all have to get our outfits ready. Um, we have to take a break because... I'm very campy. When, yes, when we come back, you know what it's time for. It's time for Harmony's Tech Report. So don't go away. I'm kind of liking the music. It's I just good was music for a at tech report. Demi Lovato, and I kind of liked it. I hadn't, I don't know, I haven't heard that, I don't think. I don't know where I've been. Anyway. Yeah, you got to get with the trends. I got to get with it. That's Grant Whitaker talking. And I am Harmony Kaplan. And you are listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. But you know, it is 1218. Mm. And this is the time in the show when it's time to get serious. A lot of important stuff because it's time for my tech report. The internet is a series of tubes. Time once again for Harmony's Tech Report. 
Okay, Grant. I would guess you have been waiting for this. Of course. But it is big news, really. Smarty pants. Dis- no, I'm not being a smarty pants. I'm sure you have been. Um, Disney is going to have their own streaming service. We knew this was coming, but they have now announced the Disney Plus streaming service, which will launch on November 12th. They will have, they announced it at their big annual investors day, which I missed again. I don't know how that happens every year. Anyway, they will have on their streaming service, 7,500 TV episodes, including 30, all 30 seasons of the Simpsons. They will have all the star Wars sagas, 5,000 movies, Captain Marvel, every you know, all the old Disney movies that people want, but you can only get at certain times, Little Mermaid, Lion King, and all that. And what really made everybody's jaw drop is the price per month will be six dollars and ninety-nine cents. That's which very is, affordable. It's so much lower than Netflix just raised their prices again to twelve ninety nine a month and even their basic plan is eight ninety nine. So this is really unheard of. And Disney's gonna take over the world if they haven't already. Um they the trade off for them is they say that they probably won't turn a profit for five years. But what difference does it make? They turn a profit on everything else. So I, I don't think we have to worry about that. But they, they expect Disney Plus to reach 60 to 90 million subscribers in the first five years. Um, and they also are looking at giving a deal to people who do all three of their streaming services, which would include the Disney Plus, Hulu and ESPN Plus. Well, they're making it affordable for most families. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's really smart. And, you know, I can't even imagine a household with children, if they're looking at even just one streaming service, right. it's it's a no-brainer. Well, look at you having a heart reporting on your tech report. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Now, on to something else that I had seen yesterday. And then, you know, I heard it on NBC News and all the big, and I thought, hey, I've had that report, but I just haven't been here yet. Amazon, they're listening to honey. In case you didn't know it, they are listening. Uh, do you have a, an Echo? Do you have Alexa in your house? I do not. I She gets on my nerves. Well, I understand <laughs> that. Um, I like Siri. She's good enough for me. She, Siri never gets anything right when I talk to her. I just, I swear, I yell at her all the time. And then she <laughs> says, oh, that's not nice. But anyway, we have kind of a love-hate relationship. But Amazon has employed thousands of people around the world. And what they're trying to do, they say, is help improve Alexis, Alexa, excuse me, by, you know, giving her the right tools to That's probably to why use. Siri and, yells at you. You can't get their names and, right. right. <laughs> Siri, Siri, Alexis, Alexa. Um, anyway, the team from Amazon is listening to voice recordings that are captured in Echo's, in Echo owners' homes yes. and offices. And then these recordings are transcribed, they're annotated, fed back into the software, and supposedly it is to help Alexa understand human speech and help her respond to commands better. But it's a little bit creepy, to say the least, to think that you could be doing something in your house and she is listening. 
Um, they have a team of a mix of contractors as well as some of their full-time employees. And they work in outposts all the way from Boston to Costa Rica to India. They've actually signed non-disclosure agreements, so they're not supposed to speak publicly about the program, but apparently somebody's talked. Um, They work nine-hour days. They review all of these things. They parse them together. They have audio clips. And a lot of it, they say, is mundane. They said one worker in Boston said he mined accumulated voice data for specific utterances such as Taylor Swift to make sure that they pronounce that correctly. But doesn't that seem like a little bit of an invasion of privacy? Are you kidding? A little bit? Listen to this. They said occasionally they have picked up um, echo owners who probably would rather they didn't. They listened to one woman singing badly off key in the shower. Um, They heard a child screaming for help. Um, And they, Amazon is saying that they treat all of this information. It's highly confidential and it's restricted and all of that. But somehow thinking that they're in the privacy of your home, someone is listening to you, I think is more than a little disturbing. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Just a little bit. Now, the one thing that I am here to tell you is you can do something about it because in their you can go to the privacy settings and disable that. And I have to tell you that that would be the first thing I would do. Oh, absolutely. Knowing this, if you have uh, an Alexa uh, Echo in your house, I would just go and disable that little puppy. That's why I don't like her. I told you I don't like her. She likes you. She's all in my business. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want that going on. Stay out of Grant's business. Okay. On another note, Walmart is rolling out thousands more robots in their stores. They are doubling down on their robot janitors after they've tested all of these for like two years. And they are rolling out more than 3,900 autonomous machines. And this actually is freeing their associates up to do more important work and work with their customers and so forth. Um, They say after testing the new technology, they realize that these assistants have a huge potential to make their store run more smoothly and let uh, their associates do more important work. And the nice thing about this is that many of these products are coming from our own Golden Valley based tenant company. So they are, Walmart is actually using their products to clean the floors. It's called Tenet's T7AMR machine, and it's self-driving, and this is what is helping um, Walmart. So it's nice that Walmart is doing this, and it's nice for Tenet. Well, so, it's nice I mean, that we, it's clean. It is. Yeah. Well, yes. I always like a clean store. That's the way I feel about it. Um, so anyway, that's that's what's happening there. Um Quickly. Oh, I got to do this really quickly. There are several things that you can do with your Gmail that you maybe didn't know that you could do for free. Okay. You can make free phone calls. Did you know that? I did not know okay, that. Okay. So what you can do in Gmail is just click make a call at the bottom of the left hand screen. You type the number of your contact in and connect via your webcam mic. And you can call in the United States and Canada. They, those are free. So, I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people don't know that. Uh, They can also translate other languages when an email arrives in a foreign language. You can click view translated message and you can get the translation to English. You can have a robot help compose your sentences. I'm going to cough now. (coughs) 
excuse me, I'm going to cough more. You can tell these. <laughs> so getting back to our Google story, I mean, I'm your Gmail story. There are uh, wonderful things that you can do. You are such the techie person. I think you got overly excited, so started coughing. And time is up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Forgive me, listeners. Forgive me, listeners. Time is up. And I'm going to try to recover because we have an interview next um, se- segment. So let's go to commercial. <laughs> Welcome back to Shop Girls. This is Harmony Kaplan. I think I have recovered. I am so sorry. That's what happens with live radio. I love that you found your voice again. Well, I, you know, I mean, I could feel that cough coming on and there was nothing I could do about it. I'm terribly sorry, <laughs> listeners. And I also feel bad because the story about um, Gmail was interesting. And um, I'll try next week. I'll. Give the the uh, other Put things in a cop I can drop, do. Lady. I will. I'm terribly sorry. Please forgive me. Um, you are listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. Grant Whitaker is here with me, and right now on the phone we have Kate Iverson and Mike Bishop. Are you there? Yes, we're here. Well, good. We're gl- we're glad to have you on. Um, first, tell everybody what it is that you do before we get to the Rosedale thing. Tell everyone what your what your company does. Sure. Um, well, Mike and I have worked together for over a decade, um, you know, doing like gallery exhibits and creative projects together in our uh, company, Bishop Iverson. Uh, we're curatorial consultants. We do exhibit design and production, um, trying to bring uh, art into the process of branding for businesses. Okay. That sounds fun. Do you enjoy that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, we love you, it. You work well together, I take it? Yes. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like Mike, speak up, together. do you? Uh, oh, can you hear me now? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, I was being funny. Yeah, no, we <laughs> we definitely do enjoy working together. And like I said, we really are, are very hands-on. So it's not just like art direction and design work, but production. And we like being in physical spaces and being in spaces together. And right. In a lot of ways, it is like an installation art practice where we're doing a lot of problem solving. And we're figuring out, like Kate said, how to bring art into businesses and into spaces. And so with which this... is how we got into the Rosedale project. Okay. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what we want to talk about because you've got a fun project going on at Rosedale right now. The Easter, there's an Easter egg hunt, but it's not the normal Easter egg hunt. So can you tell us about it? Yeah, sure. Well, Sarah Fawson, who's the new marketing director at, over at Rosedale, um, called me up and said, hey, I got a crazy idea. Come talk to me about it. And she pitched this idea to us, which is basically the idea of an Easter egg is like a hidden feature or a, like something you discover um, as opposed to a traditional Easter egg. Um, kind of hiding these little art installations, both well, big and small, all mm-hmm. throughout the mall for people to kind of explore and discover and walk through and find unusual things and experience art in a space where you normally would not experience it. Okay, like like where? Give, give, I mean, without giving it away, <laughs> tell, tell well, us partly, like, or is it the kind of things that you're talking about. Sure, we can't tell you too much because no. so you got to go find it okay. to yourself. But yes. yeah, no, there, like Kate said, there are some pieces that are small that are hidden that you have to explore a little bit more for. But then there's some larger like light installations by an uh, artist named Philip Noyad. It's a, a light pyramid. When you walk into the mall, it's almost impossible to miss, oh. uh, to miss it. But that's really to like grab your attention and let you know that something's going on. Are, are yeah. all of the things in stores or out in the mall? They're all in the common areas. And yeah, like we said, there, I mean, there's like big and small things. There's like a huge 60 foot mural by um, the artist Ashley Mary, who's a local artist that's really blowing oh, up right yes. now. Yeah, there's like some beautiful photography down by Macy's um, 
by Bobby Rogers, who's also like a, an artist that's blowing up right now too. And he's, he's the uh, official photographer for the Walker art center. And he's doing all sorts of like great campaigns and shoots. And he actually had a exhibit with us over at public functionary, which is a gallery that we work with. Um, so yeah, there's, I mean, there's like tons of things to discover, like big things that you'll see right away. And then other things that are just hidden in little nooks and corners and small art pieces that we've kind of like tucked up behind pillars and, and in planters, things like that. So yeah, it's, Kind of like a, there's no map, there's no you know kind of like rules to it. You just walk around and look, and you'll find it in the most unexpected places. So when you're planning something out like this, how long does this process take? How do you guys start with your creative? <laughs> it, it took in this instance about a month. What it probably should have taken is roughly like six months. <laughs> so yeah, we packed yeah. a lot of work into a short amount of time. Um, but where we start is kind of just like doing a walkthrough of the mall assessing all the different places that art could bring activation to and trying to think of different ways to bring in different mediums of art as well because we don't want to just represent two-dimensional work, but we want sculpture, we want light installation, we want video work, all of these different things, um, even like text-based work as well. Uh, and then we start looking at our roster of artists, people that we've worked with in the past and who would be a good fit for this and who do we know um, can deliver on a short timeline in this instance right. as well. Well, and I know you guys, I mean, I'm familiar with your work and I know that, that you've created some really wonderful projects. So what was it like getting this call for this specific project? Had you done stuff in malls before? <laughs> no, we've never done anything in a mall before. We've we've done commercial projects with like, you know, businesses that, you know, a corporate environment that needs art in it or, you know, events and things like that, but never a mall. And I think like what's really important about putting art in a mall is that it's like this, like, you know, community gathering space. It's not just about commerce and spending money and shopping it's a, you know it's like you know this kind of all-american thing where you know teenagers go hang out in the mall families come to the mall right. to like hang out together and shop and being able to put like art in the mall that is something that people may not experience in their daily life they might not go to museums they they probably don't go to galleries and to be able to bring it into this context is you know it's community building it, it shows people that you know there's something special beyond just you know, going to the stores in the mall. Absolutely. So, so is this, first of all, I, I want people to know, this goes on through April 20th. Is that correct? Yep. That is correct. Okay. One week. And, yep. Yeah. And it's during regular mall hours. So that's um, Saturdays till 9, Sunday till 6. Uh, they will be closed, obviously, on, on Easter Sunday, the, the 21st. Yep. But is it set up or, or can kids come? Is, are, is there any kind of like game for them or prizes or anything involved with this? Yes, yeah, there is. So the, <laughs> Talk it's, to it's me, somebody. Fam- yeah, we yeah. both like, we're like, who's going to do it? We, yeah. uh, it's <laughs> absolutely family friendly. Um, it, there's a lot of interactive installations. And, you know, one thing that I've noticed and even just being out at the mall over the last couple of days is that it seems like kids are the most attracted to these things and yeah. are actually like slowing their parents down who are there, you know, buying a new pair of shoes or whatever it may be. Right. And they're like, what is that? And they'll lead them over to it and start to explore it. And there is an element of... Um, a contest in some ways, but really it's through uh, capturing images of the work and sharing them on the, the uh, through through Instagram through the the hashtag of Rosedale Art Hunt. Oh, and okay. And so they can win that, prizes that way, or, yep. or okay. So yeah, exactly. they've, yeah, they've got like, some great prizes uh, from stores in the mall that they're kind of putting together a package, and uh, the winners, anyone that uses that hashtag, winners will be chosen at random to win these things. Um, so yeah, if you go out there, you take a picture of the art, you take a picture of yourself interacting with the art. 
um, anything like that, and you'll be entered to win. So you you hashtag, just you just ta- you hashtag Rosedale Center. Nope, Rosedale Art Hunt. Rosedale Art Hunt. Okay, let's make sure we've got that right. So you take the picture and then put it on Instagram with Rosedale Art Hunt, and you could win gift cards and prize baskets and all that kind of thing. Yeah, and and if they forget the hashtag, it's okay, because once you get in the mall, there's signage everywhere. There's On each art piece, there's like a... Uh, like a, a plaque that says like about the artist and it also includes the hashtag and even the artist's Instagram account so they can tag the artist if they want to and then do the hashtag and tag Rosedale Center as well if they want to. But yeah, the, the hashtag is what really gets them into that mix. So if somebody was listening and they just wanted to maybe see pictures and, and they're enticed by this, where would they go? They would go just to the Instagram page um, or you just go, to, go on Instagram and look up hashtag Rosedale Art Hunt and you can see all the most recent posts um, or you can follow Rosedale Center at Rosedale Center I think they're posting about it too Okay, I, I think it sounds like a great idea. Yeah, I think Rosedale's been doing some really interesting things and um, making it more than just a place to go shopping. It, it's uh, fun activities and I think these sound like great things to come and, and check out for whole families. And yeah, I, they're trying to shake things up. Yes, that's good yeah, that, that's right, and in a good way. Well, I thank you both, Kate and Mike, for telling us about it. And I think, you know, we all try to get out there and, and check out all of the uh, fun art installations. Much more fun than just looking for Easter eggs, I think. And <laughs> yeah, do, definitely. Do you have, a, do you have a, a, yeah, another project coming up that is soon that you want to mention or nothing absolutely uh, on the docket right now? Um, nothing specifically we can really talk about. We're working with a couple of commercial clients on things, but like, yeah, next time we have a big project, yeah, you can let find us, us know. on Facebook and oh. yeah, and we'll, yeah, we'll let you know for sure. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you so Thank much you. for calling in. Have Thanks, a good day. Okay. Um, I think you know, it sounds like a really fun thing to do. You know what it reminds me of? Because obviously we were both at the Art Institute uh, yesterday. But I remember, I think they still do it. They have things at certain times so that kids can go. It's like a scavenger hunt. Yes. And kids can go. And I remember taking my grandkids, you know, a few years back. And they, you know, find this the particular works of art. And yeah. you have to go through the whole thing. And I think that's great. Anything that you can do to... Get kids more interested. Well, and it's in a that. fun way to play up the holiday and do something different as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so we're agreeing on that. I agree with you. Okay, thank you. Um, we are going to take a break because when we come back, oh, it's almost time to wrap up the show already. But when we come back, we want to talk about the fact that um, there are many brands that are now catering to men who are just real creatures of habit when it comes to buying their clothes. Not you, Grant, but a lot of me. We switch it up from time to time. So when we get back, we will talk about that. You're listening to Shop Girls. Welcome back. We are wrapping up Shop Girls on My Talk 107.1 Everything Entertainment. This is Harmony Kaplan along with Grant Whitaker. Um, You know, I also want to mention that obviously you can podcast anytime. I know there are people who say they can't listen when we're on, but they podcast and you can go to any place that you get your podcasts and you can find us. And if you want to listen to me cough again, 
you know, you could listen again because you could hear my tech report. Or my sultry voice. Yeah. (laughs) Anything that you want. Piercing through the um, cuff. We're happy to have you listen, whether it's live or um, on podcast, anytime at all. Um, We do have steals and deals, but we have a few minutes to talk about a couple other things. And I was mentioning this article that I saw in on glossy um that says that menswear is outpacing women's fashion in sales and that more brands are actually working on trying to figure out the typical male shopper and the head of bonobos which many people like they they have a showroom Mm -hmm. because they don't do a store it's a showroom uh downtown in the north loop say he says she says excuse me men are creatures of habit they try a style and they like it then whether it's in the same transaction or they come back time and time again they buy the same thing and that's one of the reasons that bonobos has been successful now obviously you're not typical and you know you are in a field that is a very fashionable field. But would you say that, would you agree with that? I do agree with that. I think people, I think men are very specific. They're, they're, it's, a, it's more about a comfort level than I think it is a style. Yeah. Something that they feel comfortable in. And then they tend to buy that one off piece and go, yeah, I'll take it in the black. I'll take it in the blue. I'll take it in that color. Yeah. Where they just, they just are happy that they found something that, that it's works. It's more about and, a good cut too, I think. Yes. They say that, that more um, men seem to go into stores more often and that uh, they go to get their regular stuff. They don't need, you know, to be inspired that women browse for inspiration. Men just are fulfilling a need. Um, Now I didn't know this retailer. Did you know the retailer men's retailer Huckbury? I did not know. Apparently it's an eight year old company and they did a a thing. They had a 72 hour Merino tea that they said, this is the perfect tea for men for traveling. So to promote the message, they had their head of marketing. He wore the shirt through a 72 hour stay in Iceland and they captured it in video and shared it across all of their channels. Yes. That's good marketing. It is. And they also have a top seller for the last three years called their 365 pant, which has also been driven by customer feedback. You mean nobody wore that 365 days? I don't think so, but maybe (laughs) they did. But I think they say you could. And they now have more colors in it. And, uh, you know, this is how they get their assortments because this is what men want. They say men want the basics. And when they find it, they stick to it and they buy it in multiples. And more and more men are shopping than women, apparently. But, but, you know, I mean, there's a lot of lines who are venturing out. Chanel, even as a high-end retailer, ventured out into doing menswear this year. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, So, I I mean, I think it is. I think the other thing, too, to remember is I think there's more fast fashion options for women. Yeah. And not as many for men. Right. And when you're in more that luxury arena for men's clothing, it's more the basics that sell. And so those sales continue. Right. And it it was also interesting in Glossy, they said that as the brands make it easier for men to shop basics, they're also competing and finding a way to compete with Amazon. Because even Amazon, that's the one area they have not been able to really succeed in yet is fashion. Yeah. Um, But they are kind of acceptable for the basics. You know, like the T-shirts and underwear and all that. So some of the fashion brands have started putting their basics, selling their basics on Amazon. And then they kind of 
get the customers interested and lure them over to their sites for, right. you know, a bigger assortment. And the men's um, Jungle Scout, I guess, is the men's brand on Amazon. They sell three times more men's apparel than women's every month. Hmm. So it's it's just a very interesting yeah, no, dynamic absolutely. between the, the men and women. Here's another thing, Grant. <clears throat> Excuse me. The right shoes to wear with the right suit. Hmm. If you had a black suit, what color shoes would you say would be the right shoes to wear? Depend on the day. Really? Depend on the shirt. Oh, see, okay. Depend on the belt. Oh, okay. You're going that way. All right. Well, this article that I said I saw said that black shoes would be what you would want. Well, because I mean, that would be the brown, Yeah, because brown shoes would detract. I don't know. What about with a navy suit? What would you think would go with a navy suit? Uh, brown belt and brown shoes is nice. Yeah. What about burgundy? Could you do burgundy too? Yeah, you could do. I mean, you know, in that case, it's nice if you can find something that's more monochromatic. Sometimes with burgundy, gray shoes are nice. Oh, right. That's mm-hmm. a good idea. There are certain certain shoes that work better with different Yeah, I think, suits. you know, I mean, as long as you look sophisticated, I think you should have a little bit of play. You know, I mean, you can, for men specifically, yep. I think a lot of men really enjoy nice shoes. Yeah. And they come in a great assortment. So it's a great way to play with your fashion. Okay. So we've taken care of men. We have. Today. That's great. So we have a few minutes left. And in those few minutes, we better get to some steals and deals. Okay, there's a few things going on. There's some events and all we need to talk about, too. There is a Minnesota-made Spring Bazaar, and it's on today until 4 o'clock, so you still have time to go. It's at the Holden Room. Do you know that? Mm -hmm, I do. At 145 Holden Street in... Holden Street North in yes. Minneapolis. They're having they have samples and seconds, and these are from great companies from Hackwith Design House, Hennepin Made, Mad Scarf Shop, Fringe and Fettle, Leather Work, Leather Worksman, Leather Works Minnesota. Excuse me, Leather Works Minnesota, um, Neil Jewelry, and these things are up to seventy five percent off. And these are really nice brands. So I'm very mean, nice. Brands. You know, it, it's certainly worth going over there and there's free parking. So that's a good thing. And too. you're supporting local. Yep. And that's always a good thing. Um, of course, as sad as we are about creative kids stuff closing, uh, the liquidation sale is continuing and everything is 30% off now. So, you know, get over there and, and get the toys that you need. I still get so sad when I think about them closing. Um, Equation is a great store and also they have a, a wonderful website on the store is on 50th in France. It's a and great store. They are having friends and family sale, which ends tomorrow and you can get full price and sale price items, 20% off uh, online. You go to equation.com. You use the code friends 19. Okay. You got that code. Got it. Um, FinStyle online has uh, Miramecco fabric and throw pillows, 20 to 50% off. They've also got finish candy on sale. And kitchen and dining accessories. So there's lots of good things going on there. The Junk Bonanza has been going on this weekend. Have you ever gone to that? I have not. Well, I guess it's really, if you are a vintage shopper or you love antiques or flea markets, it is the place to go. It's on, today is the last day, but it's on till 5 o'clock at Canterbury Park 
in Shakopee. Um, there's a $10 admission fee, in admission fee, but then there's all kinds of workshops and you can improve your DIY skills and there's snacks to be had. So you can do that. Art and Bloom is going on at MIA through Sunday. Uh, all kinds of fun things. You can check mspmag.com to get the full download. It's been fun, Grant. Thanks for being fun. with Thank me. I hope everybody has a fabulous weekend. Thanks for listening.